Welcome to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, where we explore the mindset, behavior, and success strategies of high-achieving women. It's an inspirational show that helps ambitious women maximize their performance from the inside out and thrive in the world of business. I'm your host, Shona Rowan, inspirational speaker, mindset and high-performance coach, and founder of the Psychology of Successful Women Career and Business Acceleration Programs. On each episode, you will hear insightful conversations with trailblazing women about how they have built a successful career or thriving business and how they cope with setbacks and challenges. Most importantly, each episode will help you sharpen your mindset, share practical advice, and inspire you to take your success to the next level. On today's episode of the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, I had the huge pleasure of speaking with Her Honour, Magistrate Hughes. Magistrate Hughes completed a Bachelor of Economics and a Bachelor of Laws at the University of Western Australia and was admitted into practice in 2007 after doing her articles with the state DPP. After four years at the DPP, Her Honour wanted to experience the other side of the bar table and went to work at the Aboriginal Legal Service for seven years, including two years as the solicitor in charge of the Criminal Law Unit. She then went into private practice as a sole practitioner before being appointed as a magistrate of the Children's Court in Western Australia in February 2020. We had a really open and engaging conversation about her career journey, why knowing yourself and being honest with yourself is key to success and fulfillment, the importance of recognizing the value of external guidance and support to help take your career to the next level, and her practical advice on keeping an open mind, seizing opportunities, and so much more. So on today's episode of the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, I'm delighted to introduce Her Honour, Magistrate Hughes. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you very much, Shona, for having me. I'm so excited to be speaking with you. Oh, likewise. I've been really looking forward to our conversation. So to get started, perhaps you could tell us a little about yourself and your career journey. What drew you into the world of law and then led to your appointment as a magistrate of the Children's Court? Uh, For sure. So um, I think it's probably really important to start at the beginning. Um, I was adopted from South Korea when I was eight months of age. So I came to Australia. I have um, two beautiful parents and a sister who's 10 months younger than myself. She's my parents' natural biological daughter and we grew up and we're still close today. I was really fortunate to have a very privileged education. I was attracted to the law because I was looking for a job, I suppose, with service and purpose. And then I was really lucky after law school to be able to be accepted uh, at the state DPP, so the Director of Public Prosecutions, where I worked as a law graduate and then also as a a state prosecutor. I then decided to have a change in scenery and stand at the other end of the bar table and I went to work (laughs) at the Aboriginal Legal Service, then a couple of years in private practice. And then I ended up uh, being appointed as a magistrate in the Children's Court after it I suppose a little bit young, 37, I decided to throw my hat in the ring and see what happened. And congratulations. (laughs) You know, what an amazing achievement. You know, you've had such a fabulous career. So thank you for sharing that. And as we go through, I'm going to dig into some of those parts more as we go. So building on that, you know, you have a very prestigious and demanding role. I'd love to know, Miss Hughes, how you personally manage stress and, you know, cope with the ups and downs. How do you ensure you really look after yourself and avoid overwhelm? Because whenever I've met you, you always have this really grounded, 
energy about you and and I'd love to know your personal tips on balancing all these hats well firstly please please call me Wendy you're not in the children's court appearing before (laughs) me so please call me Wendy Um, but no it's a really good question because one of the things that's quite unique I suppose about uh, being a criminal lawyer and working in the job I do is that um, I've spent my whole career working around vicarious trauma. So every case mm. that we work on and every client that we meet, that there is always trauma around that. So mm. one of the things I think is really, really important is you've got to you've got to do it if you love it. You know, yeah. like if you took another lawyer off the street, put that person in my role, it would be their definition of hell. You know, mm. and, and whilst I, I accept there's probably um, some element of prestige around there uh, my daily grind of my job to mm. others would be would be hell it would be horrible for that person mm. so I think to build resilience around that you actually have to just do it because you love it you have yep. to do it because you love the interactions that you have with young people or with clients or whatever it is so that when you have those really lovely high moments mm. they balance out the days that are hard and grindy and relentless mm. So I love that tip around, you know, you should love, you know, you love what you do and that really, really helps you balance out those Mm. highs and those lows. I know when we've spoken before, you know, you've shared with me some of your personal strategies around uh, building on that, things like self-care. So do you have any sort of things that you do at home or things you kind of do afterwards to switch off to just help sort of, you know, switch off at the end of the day or bring yourself back into balance if you've had a really busy, busy week? I think self-care is one of those things that we all have to accept is an ongoing battle. It's nothing mm-hmm. that we nail. It's not something that really comes naturally to people who are who are busy and yeah. have important roles. So it is something yeah. that I'm constantly battling with. I have yeah. an eight-year-old daughter, so she yeah. has her own life. She has a busy schedule. I have mm-hmm. a husband yeah. and he has um, all of his work stuff as well. So I would hate for anyone listening to think that, you know, this lady's just got it nailed because Mm -hmm. I certainly don't. I think it's about listening to your body and knowing what your body needs. Um, I hate to use the word exercise because I loathe (laughs) it. I naturally just (laughs) am more inclined to lay down and take a nap and read a book. But um, exercise for me is something that does keep me um, Mm. energised and clear in thought so I like to get up early and just get it done because I loathe it because by the time (laughs) I get home I'm certainly not going to do it I hate yoga I hate Pilates I don't know what's wrong with me I think it's just when I'm sitting there I just I don't like to do it so I'll just get up in the morning I'll just have a quick 20 minute Mm. run I'm never going to run a marathon I'm never going to you know be a part of an Olympic team but it's just enough to get going and to look after yourself well, I think you made two really, really powerful points there around the importance of exercise. And I'm a bit like you. I don't find it that natural, but I have <laughs> I have upped my level this year, that's for sure, because I know that when I do it, I do feel better and it helps me with resilience. It helps me burn off stress. It helps with mental health, all those things. But just like you, when I see people post about loving the gym, I think that's just never going to be me. That's just <laughs> never going to be me. But that's okay. Everyone has to, you know, find their own thing. Um I like you said, kind of, you know, listening to your body and all those sorts of things, because, you know, anyone and everyone that I've actually interviewed that has, you know, demanding jobs, these successful women, 
you know, if we don't look after ourselves, and like you said, you've got a daughter as well, you know, everything just starts to pile up, right? So it's finding finding everyone finding their own way and their own strategies that actually work to help them unwind. And, and there doesn't have to be hugely off-the-wall time-consuming things, but small things like you said, starting the day with some exercise, like really, really powerful tips. Absolutely. So, So building on that, you know, one of the main reasons I started this podcast is because I really wanted to chat with amazing women like yourself and really share, you know, practical advice, wisdom, personal stories with other people and with a wider audience and not just about their successes, but also, you know, obviously about challenges and how they've overcome them. So I'd love to ask you, Wendy, so what are some of your personal tips and suggestions to help other women, you know, have a successful and fulfilling career, whatever that looks like to them? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we've probably talked about yourself and I, Shona, is just making sure that we're clear on what it is that we want. Mm. Like I said, doing what I do, somebody else might come along and think that that was a hideous job. And fair enough, because there's aspects of my job that are horrible and confronting. And so you just have to be really, really honest with yourself about what it is that makes you happy, what makes you fulfilled, What is it that the job is that you love? And then go do that, but be brave about it. So you don't have to tell everybody in the world that you want to be the CEO of a company Mm -hmm. or that you want to be the director of your organisation. You can just keep that quietly to yourself and you might share it with partners or close friends, but be brave and bold in that goal, but be clear. Mm -hmm. Because when you have clarity on that, then you will automatically ask yourself the flip side of that question, which is, what will I tolerate in order to get there? Mm. So what will I be able to withstand? What will I be able to sacrifice? What is it that I'm I'm prepared to put to one side in order to achieve that? How hard am I prepared to work for that? Because I find lots of people perhaps who are a little bit lost, um, mm. perhaps lose a little bit of memento in what it is. They just don't yet have the clarity on what it is they're ultimately trying to achieve. So if you Mm. can get that clarity, the bumps, the knocks along the way are going to land less if you know that you're on the right path to where you want to be. Mm. I think that's really important. And sometimes I think people are a little bit scared to admit to themselves that they do have perhaps a big dream or a big Mm. goal, but, but I say just 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 do it, but just yeah. keep it private to people who, who you're close to and who you trust. I love that. And I totally agree with you. You know, that sense of having bold, you know, clear goals in your mind. Because if we don't have that, you know, how do we know where we're going? And when we work that out, like you said, then we can determine, well, what are we prepared to compromise on? We've only got so many hours, so much time and energy in the day. What are we prepared to sacrifice, tolerate, all these things, like you said, to help us achieve those goals? And we don't have to share them with everyone. I really like that as well. We live in this world where, you know, everyone publicizes everything online and I'm a bit like you. I'm a little bit more inner about some personal things and, you know, each to their own. Everyone can do what works for them. But that sense of you don't have to, you know, broadcast these big, bold goals. But if we don't know what they are, you know what I mean? How are we ever going to achieve them? And and mm. your your other point around what makes you happy mm. and the depth of that, because like you said, we're all different. We've got different values. We've got different strengths. We've got different life stories. We've got different levels of tolerance to stress. And, you know, like with you, you can cope with those things. But like you said, some other people might not be able to. And for them, it might be torture. So for all of us, knowing ourselves, knowing what makes us happy, knowing what we want, such powerful tips. If there was one more, Wendy, if I Mm. asked you for another one, I know when you and me have spoken before, 
you know, you talked about the importance of like building strong relationships and things yeah. like that in the workplace. I'm sure in your job and for all the people in the legal profession listening in, could you tell us a little bit around like just the importance of relationships and things like that that you and me have spoken about before? Yeah, absolutely. I think the other key after you're really clear on what it is that you want to achieve is that you have to learn to get along with others. Mm. I've known people who are way more talented than myself, way more raw sort of just intelligence and skills, but they just don't play well with others. So they're the kind of like, if you use a dog park analogy, you you put a dog in a dog park and they just attack all the other dogs and they just can't get along. Mm. In any environment, whether it's the law or business or in a hospital, you always have to get along with others to a certain degree. And so that really requires you to have a lot of insight into yourself. So what are things that upset you? What are your triggers? What happens when you're vulnerable? What happens when you're criticised? How do you react to those things? But also being able to to have an, a branch of kindness or a little bit of graciousness to the other person as well and trying to understand it from their perspective. Mm-hmm. So if you're working in a team environment or if you have a direct line manager or a boss, where is that person coming from? You know, because when you're able to read the play, when you're able to see what everybody's needs are in this environment, mm-hmm. then you'll be able to then respond appropriately. So I'm not talking about sucking it up. I'm not talking about accepting bullying. I'm not talking about accepting harassment, but yeah. being able to understand the dynamics of a group situation, reading the play, how do you fit into it and mm-hmm. what's your best strategy to be able to work in that space? So many gold nuggets in there, Wendy, that you just shared. One around just the self-awareness. So, you know, the more aware we are of ourselves, like you said, what triggers us, what makes us not be our best selves, you know, what what brings out that side of us that we perhaps don't want to, you know, show. Is it the criticism? Is it certain personality types, like in certain environments when we're under pressure? So that self-awareness part is huge. Then you said it also that ability to empathise, right? Mm-hmm. If we can put ourselves in someone else's shoes and go, if I was sort of them, how might I react or how might I be feeling? If I was that person trying to imagine and understand what they're going through and what they're feeling and, and thinking. And then you said like, you know, reading the context, reading the environment and reading the people within that, you know, because when you can and you can kind of pick up on the vibes and read situations and understand different personality types. And like you said, you can flex and adapt as well. And that mm. and that big message overall is, is that sense of communication, powerful communication, mm. self-awareness, and being able to flex and adapt. I think so many great bits of advice in there, Wendy. Thank you so much for sharing that. So building on that, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask all, all my fabulous guests on the show, because they're all these high-achieving, successful, amazing <laughs> women, but I'm sure we weren't, you know, always like that. And no, so not I, at all. <laughs> so I would love you to cast your mind back and think, you know, when you were your young, you know, your younger self, if you could go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice or reassure her, what's something you would say to the younger Wendy? What's a, what's a piece of advice you would give your younger self and perhaps for the listeners, you know, for people listening in? And, and like you said, younger women in law listening in as well, what would be a piece of advice? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I've noticed that I do a lot, and I'm sure others may do it as well, is sometimes I can be very definitive in saying no. Like I I would just never do that. And that just then closes that door. And I'll give you an example. I I said, I would never go out and be a sole practitioner where I open my own little business. (laughs) Like I just never would do that. That's I'd always just 
gone like went through my career saying that's just not for me that's not who I am and it wasn't until I was confronted with an option where I was sort of stuck in one option and I couldn't get out and I had to consider what I was going to do and that was the best option for me at that time to get to where I wanted to do that I actually turned my mind and said well why is it that I'm saying no and when really this is actually a very good option for me right now. Mm. And I think a lot of people do do that. They're just like, oh, well, I'm not that person or I don't fit into that category. That's mm. not who I am. But yeah. maybe um, just in the privacy of your own thoughts or with a close friend or with a professional coach like yourself, why yeah. are you saying no? Are you saying no for a good reason or are you just saying no because that's the door that you close for yourself? You know, I think that's that's something that I, I, I did quite a lot in my early early days and I think it restricted me a lot in what uh, options I I may or may not have considered. That's such a great tip around the things that we, you know, in my world in psychology, Mm. I'd say, you know, what are those kind of possibilities and things you're closing down because of beliefs or stories you've made up? And it's exactly that thing you said, like, what are you just on reaction without really consciously considering it? You've just created blinkers going, I would never do that. And then, you know, like you said, had you not been put in a position where perhaps, you know, for whatever reason you had to consider that and then you did it and you're like, wow, and look at this path that led me down. (laughs) My story to starting my own business, I don't know if I ever shared that with you, Wendy, was kind of similar really where I was in a position, I um, had to leave this company, this small company was in sort of challenge and all this sorts of stuff and I was literally at a crossroads going, what am I going to do? And it was all very random and I, you know, in the back of my mind, maybe there was a part of me that thought it would be great but it kind of wasn't the plan Mm. and I was open to that, right? But if I had that closed door... It just wouldn't have happened. Just wouldn't have happened. I, I would I would have just been looking and continued to look for a full-time role until I found one. And so it's a really great lesson for everyone around what are those kind of stories? What are those self-fulfilling beliefs that you're creating? What are you perhaps closing down without even knowing you're closing it down because you're just you've got a bit of a stop sign there? And and like you said, it's not always easy sometimes to uncover some of those things on your own. You might need to talk to friends, family, a coach, that sort of thing. But it's a great question, I think, for everyone on the call mm. to ponder. Like what what have you said is a no for you or what do you think just you couldn't do or wouldn't be good at? And, it, and that's almost a bit of a gut feeling. Like what happens if you did? What would happen exactly. if you did say yes and open that door? So I love that bit of advice to your, your younger self. And I think also a lot of mothers uh, re-entering the workforce after having babies or having families, I find mm-hmm. also have um, sometimes can fall into that trap where they're like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I couldn't take on that really super interesting role because mm-hmm. I've got a family now and it just gets closed as quickly as it's opened. Mm-hmm. And if we actually um, spend the time to to be luxurious and generous in that time to consider that option, we would work mm-hmm. out pretty quickly that if this is what we want and if this is going to get us to our ultimate goal, we can make it work. You know, Mm -hmm. we're in a privileged position where we might be able to look at, you know, increasing a day a week at daycare for our children or whatever it is that you need to do. But until you give yourself that time to really consider it, instead of shutting it down, it's not an option. I love that. So, yeah, don't shut down opportunities too quickly. Like that's a great lesson for everyone. Like, find out more because we do we all make up stories like yep. we all just make assumptions like we can't yep. almost help but make assumptions can we so we're like Absolutely. that won't work that sounds too hard I bet you that's going to be too hard yep or, or, or I'm not going to be able to I'm not good enough all the imposter oh. syndrome that you know all the women high achieving women struggle with so I love that back yourself a bit more links in with that as well you know don't shut down possibilities find out mm. if it could be dig dig could deeper be. 
So linked on to that one, um, Wendy, in your career, I'm sure, you know, you've had this fabulous career in different roles. You've done these fabulous things and you've obviously received a lot of guidance and mentoring, I'm sure, Mm. from well-intentioned people and also training courses and coaching and all that kind of stuff. What would be a great piece of advice? So sort of linked to the previous question about your Mm. giving advice to yourself, what's a fabulous piece of advice you've received from someone else that you think has just really helped you in your career that perhaps you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, well, I think one of the best things I did, and look, I don't want to inflate your tyres, Shona, because, <laughs> you know, we've started to get to know each other and it's been really lovely. But for example, one of the things I think that we, um, one of the best pieces of advice I, I took was to actually go get independent help, like go seek mm-hmm. out help beyond your circle of friends, beyond your husband, beyond your partner, beyond your best friends, because sometimes in that environment, it's just a little bit narrow and Mm. it's not intending to be, it's loving, it's supportive, but sometimes you need someone to confront you with hard issues, hard truths, and that can only happen outside of your circle. And so um, I remember when I was a um, had my big interview, it was two days out and then you come into my office <laughs> and everybody was like, oh, you need to see Shona, you need to see Shona. And I was like, Aww. no, I don't know. Like it's, it sounds like too much effort. I'm so busy. I'm just going to wing it, <laughs> which was actually when you look underneath what I was actually saying was I'm giving myself a way to get out of this without even yeah. trying. That's what yeah. I was actually saying. I yeah. was so scared of doing yeah. it. Yeah. I actually was trying to give myself a little way out by yeah. saying, oh, look, you know, I didn't even try whatever happens. Yeah. yeah. And then you come through my office and the first question you ask me is, so why you, Wendy? Like, <laughs> why you? And then I was like, oh, um, I don't really know. Um, that's really hard. And you're like, that's not acceptable. Your interview is in two days. I'm not sure I was that harsh just to defend the- <laughs> but, but, it, along. <laughs> but, you know, like it was just that you're not my friend. Um, you're supportive and you're kind and yeah. you're helping me get yeah. my thoughts. Yeah. But all my friends were kind of letting me kind of yeah. Just softly go about it. Yeah. Because there was so much uncertainty around it. Yeah. But you've come in and you've said, No, you you want this, right? And I was like, Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Well, this is how you do it. Yeah. And we we I, I was able to gather my thoughts because I'd left it so late to be able to actually try to actually have a decent go at it. So yeah. I think one of the best advice I got was, you know seek external supports. It could be through a coach like yourself. It could be through a psychologist. It could be through a formal mentor in your profession. But you the wider you go, yeah, the different information you're going to get, which is so much, so much um benefit in that. Well, first of all, thank you for being so generous. (laughs) And and I I remember our meeting well and it was fabulous working with you. So thank you for your kind comments. But Building on what you said, it's hmm. so true about all of us needing to seek that support, not being yep. scared to seek that support for a multitude of reasons. Like you said, it depends on what the challenge is. You know, in your situation, it was coach. For some people, they might want a psychologist. Yep. You know, it's different. I, I recently got some a PT, like a personal trainer, to help me because yep. I knew that's what I needed if I was going to get back in that kind of swing again. So for all of us, like you said, it's what do you want? Yeah, And where could you really seek an expert who's not just perhaps going to give you those same comments that the people that are closest to us say because they don't want to rock the boat and they love us. But sometimes you need someone who is going to challenge you, that is going to ask you questions and and push you to do things that maybe you wouldn't have done otherwise. 
but that's also when you get that extra that expert advice right and and it pushes your comfort zone and all those sorts of things to help you achieve those bigger goals so so thank you for sharing that and I and I I love that tip I think for Mm. everyone listening in especially this year with the amount of change and stress that everyone's gone through I say that to all my clients and my friends and my family like don't be scared to you know to seek support and help whatever that is whatever you're going through find the right person for you we're all different but you know seek that that external support so great 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 tip so as a final question Wendy is there an inspirational quote a guiding principle or something you you know you tell yourself when you're faced with a challenge that helps you recenter yourself or kind of brings you back to balance any bits of advice that you would like to leave our listeners with Oh, look, that's really hard. But one of the things that I, um, there's two things actually that I live my life by. The first is kindness always. Mm -hmm. If you have an option of doing something, um, you know, and you can be kind, you can be gracious, you can be generous, then always do that. I mean, that's not always possible. Sometimes you have to come in and you have to be more direct or you have to do whatever you need to do. But if there's the option, then I always choose that option. And the other um, motto I kind of live my life by is the harder you work, the luckier you get. Sometimes I sit back and I look at my life and I think, how did I get here and how Mm. privileged am I to enjoy this life that I have? And whilst my job is great and I love it, What's great about my job is not so much, you know, being a magistrate or the prestige as you use it or anything like that. It's just the fact that on Sunday evening, the Sunday dreads that I have are almost non-existent. They're Mm -hmm. mild if that. It's a job I love. If I won the lotto tomorrow, I would still get up and do this job because I love it so much. And so I just think to myself, geez, like how how fortunate am I and how lucky am I? Mm. And so when you um, have a life like that, it's it's come from hard work, but gee, I've been lucky along the way. Oh, so there's three fabulous things you said in there. One, I love that sense of kindness always. Yeah. I love that. And you do so live by that. Like, and, and I know you may have spoken about this before, that sense of kind of giving other people the benefit of the doubt, you know, trusting yeah. that we're all doing the best that we can. And some people do cope with situations better than others. So that sense of kindness always, I love that for everyone. And listening it, in. To and ourselves and others, right? Absolutely. And especially and Especially I tell myself that as a woman because I would hate for that sort of message to be perceived as feminine or weak Mm. or not suitable or has no place in the law. Um, But to do anything other than that would seem inauthentic to me. It wouldn't Mm. be true to who I am. It would just be fake. So I might as well live by what is genuine to me me and what is real and if others perceive it to be weakness or youth or too feminine well that's their problem and um, this is how I'm going to live my life. Well I love that because you are so authentic and so that's totally in alignment with what you were saying then and I love your point as well around you know the harder you work the luckier you get. It's so true right and As you go along in your career, you're like, wow, I'm starting to get the green lights. But then, yeah. you know, the logical part, it goes, well, I've also done a lot of groundwork now, you know, and it starts to pay off so that the harder you work, the luckier you get. Love that tip. And also your theory, you know, your your great point just around gratitude. You know, again, every time I've met you, you are such a positive, optimistic person, Wendy, and that sense of being grateful for your career and your life and all those sorts of things, which helps you just, you know, stay positive, I think, and you look for the wins and the silver lining, right? And I'm sure in your job that, you know, that ripples out into the people around you as well. So 
I love those three tips. So look, thank you so much for making the time to be on the podcast. I've really, really enjoyed speaking with you and hearing all your practical advice for our listeners. So keep up the fabulous work (laughs) and I really look forward to staying in touch with you. Oh, thanks so much, Shona. We really appreciate everything you do for us. We do. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button or go to psychologyofsuccessfulwomen.com to download our free ebook and access a bunch of other resources. See you on the next episode.